0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kapitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm Alana, the CEO and founder of Moms Toronto. We're on a mission to bring moms together and give them a great day, revolutionizing maternity leave. And I'm Dr.
1: Dina Kulik. I'm a pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I provide no nonsense child health advice, dispelling myths and empowering parents to parent confidently and raise your healthiest kids. Together, we have six kids under eight. We are eager to chat with other moms, entrepreneurs, and interesting people about everything from sex to alcohol, sleep woes, and body shaming. We aren't afraid to talk about taboo topics or share our many opinions. We say it like it is and want to get to the heart of the issues
0: facing moms and caregivers everywhere. Come join us. Hello, 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 mamas and papas! Welcome to Moms <laughs> <laughs> That Say I am so excited to launch season three, episode one. What the fuck Dina? Um, I'm so excited and we have a mega celebrity in the studio. I'm fangirling hard. This is Roxy Earl. Um, she is, she's very popular. She gained popularity as the business minded, charismatic and body positive wife who started amongst the characters of the cast of the real housewives of Toronto. She was the first plus size cast member in the global franchise history. Um, she has this amazing campaign called My Size Rocks, and we love her. Welcome, Roxy. Thank
2: you for having Welcome. me.
0: Yay. I'm
2: um, very excited to be here.
0: So Dina doesn't know Roxy at all. Mm-hmm. Do you? No? Well, I Roxy? know who you are from Googling You, but no, I,
2: I don't. <laughs> yes. And you yeah. we just found out you know my sister in law. Totally. Yes. 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 So you know
1: it's so like one degree of separation between yeah. me and are every you have the doctor to my niece yes. and nephew and I just don't know it. Right. Yeah. yeah. They they have like no degrees of separation from anyone in Toronto now. Exactly. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and Roxy is just a fabulous human. Um, like really celebrity status. On a global level, not just in Canada, across the US, that's very sweet, crazy fan following, and um, and uh, she is a she has this campaign called My Size Rocks, which is a movement about body positivity. Yeah, correct. Okay, making uh, girls feel good. That's right. Um, Roxy, if you don't know her, she's gorgeous. Uh, she's voluptuous. She is a fantastic personality, and she's smart as all hell. Um, and Roxy, I had like like a huge moment today can i tell you what happened yes
2: please tell me so i went to the Swear launch of their store today which i missed because i've literally (laughs) been in meetings for 19 hours today
0: (laughs) building an empire and um i'm standing next to sarah nicole yeah and uh joanna griffin's husband dave walks in and he gets a little bit confused and he comes up to sarah he's like hey sarah and he goes hey roxy and i was like (gasps) that's not me but that <laughs> was the ultimate compliment <laughs> i was just like a some dark-haired girl and he thought i was you and Oh, i was that like, is i will tell so her this to another podcast
2: i love that like, that's literally, i'm
0: like i'm blushing
1: you guys have nothing alike Nothing, nothing so at funny all,
0: <laughs> just that we're dark hair and <laughs> have boobs. dark hair dark hair big boobs <laughs> loud it. mouth big that's personality it. that's it, that's it okay roxy tell us about you where are you from tell us your whole tell us the whole deal's
2: I'm a Toronto girl born and raised from where? Grew up in Etobicoke. Okay. And I've got three older brothers. And I I feel like you do? do. That's where like people are always like, where do you get this confidence from? (laughs) I was like, oh, I had to fight for it when I was young. My brothers
1: literally beat me up.
2: Yeah, me too. So you just like learned to be able to find your voice. Yeah. So like I found my voice very young. And I had a big corporate career in advertising. I worked at American Express. And I had this awesome career. And then one day I decided I was going to leave it all and like focus on my family. So I am married to this awesome guy. Yep. And he had two steps, he has two stepsons, but at the time they were young. And so I became a stay-at-home dog mom slash stepmom. <laughs> And I was bored out of my mind. I tried it out, took it for a whirl after this huge corporate career. How old were the
1: kids at the time?
2: At the time, I think they were nine and seven. That's a huge change then. Or eight and ten. I can't remember. Like my life has been a blur since then. Mm -hmm. So I went from like this big corporate world to like, you know, I would be going to like soccer practice at their school at 3.30. And then next thing you know... I get asked to be on this little show called The Real Housewives. And I was like, oh, I've heard of it. I was in Paris out at a restaurant. My phone kept calling. People from LA are calling. I'm like, who is keeping calling me? Mm-hmm. I pick up and they're like, hi, we're casting for the show. We're really trying to get a hold of you. You've been dodging our calls. I'm like, I'm not dodging <laughs> your calls. I don't know who you are. I'm in Paris. Okay? I'm in Paris having Leave dinner with a friend. Like, yeah. what is this about? And they're like, we really, really, really want you for, to. we're the casting department for this show. Yeah. I really think you'll be interested. I was like, what's the show? And they're like, it's about these women who are like, live this fabulous life. I'm like, oh, it sounds fabulous. And then I was like, wait, hold on a second. Me, let me just
0: take the croissant out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I, was, I was literally
2: standing on the, a Paris street like yeah. outside this busy restaurant being like, I'm sorry, what? And then I was like, is this the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Because <laughs> like, I think I'm going to be cast on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills like as a girl from Etobicoke. And they're like, well, yes, it's the Real Housewives, but it's the Real Housewives of Toronto. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, this is, amazing. I was like, I'll call. Okay. Tell me some details. I'll call you back. And so I go and I'm with a girlfriend, my girlfriend, Monica, amazing mom, who I love very much. And we get to our hotel room in Paris. We download the entire first season of the Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh And this is how we're going to decide if I should even call these people back. Uh So the, the, They were in this amazing hotel in Paris. We were like ordering room service. We have wine. We're watching the housewives in this gorgeous, huge bed. Yeah. And the two of us are in our pajamas and our face masks, like with French skincare on. And we're like, there's no, oh, I can swear, right? Yeah. Yes. There's no fucking way I'm doing this. These women are crazy. They're mean. They're crazy. This is not me. It's a no. A hundred percent no. Yeah. Like within four weeks they'd convinced me to be on the show and then I had to be to my husband I'm like oh I'm going on The Real Housewives he's like absolutely not I was like oh no no that wasn't an ask like at this point I've already decided I'm doing it and I really wasn't asking you and I went on The Real Housewives, so I thought it would be an amazing business opportunity and? to launch a business I was working on at the time. Because, of course, I was already bored. For uh-huh. visibility, you wanted it? Yeah, for yeah. visibility, I yeah. thought, this is going to be great. I can. I was launching a fashion app. I was like, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Went on the show, and I could not have ever guessed the response from women who were so excited to see a girl who was curvy on the show. Right. But like I had never considered myself plus size. I'm literally, why I, my size rock started. Right. Oh, and then I started a movement. But why it started is because <laughs> I I was like, I'm my size, right. my size rocks. Like I never thought, oh, I'm this thing, that, this category of what you've put me in. right? I didn't even plus size. I'm not plus size, I'm my size. right? But- Women really were so like, it was like the first time they'd seen a woman who didn't look like the stereotype of what a trophy wife was. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I am a trophy wife. I'm accomplished. I'm, you know, I'm amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm sexy. I just happen to be curvy. Yeah. And it was just such a juxtaposition to the other women on the show and to the show in general. What year was it Roxy? Um, this was two years ago. Okay. Was it only two years ago? Wow. Yeah. Uh A lot's happened in two years. Wow. Good for you. And, you know, since then, it's just been one wild ride. (laughs) What's happened since then, I could have never predicted. I've been able to segue that show into launching an international movement called My Size Rocks, which everyone from Lena Dunham and, you know, Chrissy Metz has worn and embraced my movement. And on like, she wore it on like these huge red carpets. You know, Lena Dunham was wearing my clothes on Jimmy Kimmel and like talking. I was like, "What is happening right now?" And all of these women around the entire country in the U.S., around the world, use my hashtag to post photos where they feel empowered and good about their bodies. Yeah, I launched a fashion line. I was the first woman in Canada to do zero to twenty-two in one store. Yeah, I launched a swimwear line with NYX. I have all of these incredible partnerships, and my whole goal is to just. You know, make women feel good. Yeah. So that's, that's is that from a phone call in Paris? Right. From a phone call <laughs> in,
0: yes. in Paris where I said no. <laughs> my God, Roxy, that's amazing. <laughs> so
2: did
1: your family get highlighted on the show too? Like, did your husband end up being in it? And stuff? Yeah, my husband
2: yeah. ended up being in but the I show. Was okay. Uh, it was so funny because he was like, <laughs> everyone was talking about it, like he was like voted like hottest. <laughs> uh, real Housewife husband on these like polls, and he's like, "I'm loving this." That's but so he actually filmed. I think he filmed a total of like two hours, and they just sliced it up mm-hmm. and used it across every episode because he was just so not interested. Right? He was like, "No, no, no." Yeah, that'd be. I was true. the housewife. Be like, Fuck this! I've yeah, I was yet. the yeah. housewife with no husband, no children. Like nothing was shown of my life on mm-hmm. the housewife. So it's so funny that. I had so much attention on me because Mm -hmm. I was like working with nothing. I I like, I could have come across as a single girl. You would have not known because my husband was like really in the background. I did not show our Mm stepsons. I didn't even talk about them on social media until two years later. Like I think this year was the first time I even referenced them. Mm -hmm. And so I was just working on my personality. Like that's what, what what carried me. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't need all of that, right? Women wanted to hear from a woman like me. Apparently, that's right. Did
1: the other women take offense to the fact that you got so much attention?
2: <laughs> I mean, do you know yeah, these other women? Like, yeah, you were you friends, friends with, them with them? Did you know that I wasn't friends with oh, them? So they yeah. casted a whole crew, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I have stayed friendly with some of the women on the show. I mean, it's it's always like when something comes out, some of them have been genuinely very happy for me, mm-hmm. but it's always interesting when you all start with one same exact opportunity and then to see what people do with it mm-hmm. and what other people don't do with it or just like I think you could not there was like an undeniable relationship between me and like women across the entire country who just felt like no matter what I had said, yeah. they just loved me because I had my curves and I rocked it and I was young. You're also like confident. You're so, so. Yeah.
0: there's something about you, Roxy, like you're 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 magnetic, really. Right people
2: were really kind. Yeah. I had the most incredible response from people uh-huh. everywhere. I just think they hadn't it was something fresh they hadn't seen before. Yeah. yeah. And
1: unexpected, I think when they're so used to seeing yeah. what you know, the blonde, skinny.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
2: just I'm like nice and myself. And yes. right. Genuine. Normal. Yeah. 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 How, how did they
1: cast it? Like how how do they find these women?
2: Um, they literally do everything from like ask personal shoppers to people mm-hmm. who run charities. They're looking for like affluent, fabulous women. Yeah. And then I don't know if they got all of that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> then mm-hmm. you have to narrow it down to which ones actually want to be on a TV show, which right. ones are willing to actually go through with it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yet it, it was everyone said like, How do I try out for the show? I'm like, you don't try out. They find you. It's uh-huh. weird, and the mm. process is really interesting. You have to like, perf- yeah. I'm not allowed to talk about it too much because mm. um, it. They call them like the housewife secrets, mm-hmm. but there's a pretty grueling process to see who you are. But the interesting thing is, they're not trying to find out are you normal. They they're just trying to, to find out who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They also want you to be entertaining. <laughs> They so, cast
2: crazy. Yes. Like yeah. Yeah. The, the they slice it up so yeah. that they've got those women. Like they know they're putting women in a group who aren't all going to get along. Yes. Uh-huh. So that was that. And but it was one season, right? I did one season. Did it produce again? It didn't. Uh-huh. Um, I was interested in Going on and doing bigger things. Right. Not bigger than the Housewives, because I absolutely love the Housewives. It was just different. Mm-hmm. Like by the time the show had aired, my narrative and my passion had changed so laser focused on making women feel good. Right. And confidence and dressing them. Like I had found my people and I'd found my voice. And I just, it didn't align with the housewives anymore.
0: So what do you so let's pivot a bit. Let's talk about this like resurgence or the new infused, new improved attitude and perspective around body positivity. What's your what's your take on it? How do you feel about this whole thing?
2: Well, um I started the My Size Rocks movement at a moment when this very much wasn't a thing. Right. Uh, You're a pioneer, yeah. Which which is flattering to say, but I, I when I started it, people are like, "What is body positivity?" Right. Like it wasn't a word. There wasn't a lot of curvy models and ads like there is in some of them now. Like there's definitely been a shift over the last two years. Yeah. Was it
1: on your radar before the show? Like, did you think this is my I'm going to bring to the show? I
2: had absolutely no idea. And they idea. didn't bring that to you as like, no. Here's what no, we want you to do. Not at all. Me. Like yeah. I, I had no idea that my size was going to be the sole focus mm-hmm. of like how I was going to be defined. It didn't even occur to me That's how So when you talk about body positivity That's how comfortable I felt in my own skin Right I, it was just who you were. I just didn't know that my size was a topic of conversation. I've just always been curvy. I've always felt fabulous. Right. Um, I knew that like finding stylish clothes was going to be an issue for the show. And I was very... But it didn't... I wasn't being raw and vocal and honest about all of these things for some reason, other than the fact that that's just who I am. Right. Like, I opened up my Instagram and I'm like, guys, it was so hard to find the dress. I had to have it custom-made for the first... Um, for the intros and like, for example, we're shooting the intros and Bravo's there from the US team. And they're like the night before, or it's like two days before they're Mm -hmm. like, have a ball gown in blue and in black. And I'm like, I've been asking you for weeks, what color the ball gown needs to be. And nobody's told me because I can't just go into a store and buy a ball gown. So I had literally two days to turn around a custom ball gown. Like, those are the sorts of things I had to do when all the other girls can just walk into a store and, I don't know, borrow something or mm-hmm. ask for something, yeah. whatever. I don't have those. So it was like a hundred times harder of a task to look fabulous on mm-hmm. TV, but I think I owned it. <laughs> yeah. Times a
0: thousand. If you haven't watched it yet, how can people watch it now, Roxy? Is there a place? That, yeah, it's on iTunes. Li- is it on iTunes? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh,
2: Yeah. So I'm sure it like I uh, people message me all the time that it's airs on slice. Uh, I don't know when, but Uh-huh. Uh it's you know, certainly online. Yeah, it's, it's probably true. online yeah. on slice. Yeah. Yeah. But I know it's on iTunes. So this was
0: a good decision. Saying yes to this was a good decision yeah. for you. And then this like a revolution Wild happens.
2: crazy decision but yeah. it ended up being a good one. That's I've awesome. taken a lot of risks in my career and in my life. So yeah. that was one of them.
0: That's awesome. And what and now with this body it's like like very I think it's a it's a new day. Like it's a dawn of a new day for girls with bodies and I think it's, we have this conversation a lot on this podcast and it keeps coming up again and again and most of the conversation rocks, I'm going to be honest, are women who have had very um, negative body image issues or have spent their lives trying to overcome or become comfortable in their skin. Have you ever?
2: Have you always felt this confident? It's interesting because I get asked that all the time and like, I truly have always felt beautiful. Like I've I've obviously I'm aware of pictures of girls I see in the media and I knew that I didn't look like them. Yeah. And I knew that I was bigger and I have had moments where um I felt like I was too big or my tummy was too big or I didn't, but it was more because it was projected onto me. Like I'd go to the store feeling fabulous, but then nothing would fit me. Mm -hmm. And then I would leave with this terrible feeling like, oh my gosh, why is the world telling me I'm not good enough? Like why is the world telling me I'm not beautiful enough or thin enough? Right. Whereas I went in feeling good right. and I left feeling terrible. Mm. yeah, And that's why when I did my collection, it was so important to me because I wanted girls to be able to walk into a store and try on clothes that actually fit them and leave feeling good. right? And um, it's interesting because I've obviously had moments where I didn't love how I looked, but overall I've just trained my brain to feel really good about myself. That's amazing, Roxy. Honestly, what a talent
0: because I, I'm also like a voluptuous woman and I generally walk Mm. through life quite confident. And when I have moments of insecurity or feeling unsure, I think that's why you resonate with me a lot because I like seeing women of various sizes in my social feed. I love following like the Liz's of the world and people who are gorgeous at every size, you know, and I really like embrace that and love it. And I find that, with the advent of social media, especially with Instagram as a very pervasive platform for women, um, I find that Instagram was sort of built on the backs of fitness Fakeness. gurus, fitness gurus, and people and whose job <laughs> was to like look a certain way either to be inspirational or aspirational. And for a lot of women, it's jarring. So, you know, sort of like muting it or turning it off or whatever. But when I see someone like you rising, and I love you. Like I literally posted a photo of Roxy naked like with the hat <laughs> over her body. Like this is my new obsession. Is Roxy, like everything she's doing because I jive on that so hard. I'm a woman who is voluptuous and also walks through life, like generally feeling pretty good about myself almost all the time. And, and it wasn't until you just said it now, I realized in those moments when I don't necessarily feel great it's like when i'm those exact i can't believe you said it roxy and like i had an aha moment because i'm like oh yeah that's me too like i generally feel good and when i don't feel it's like being
2: projected onto you like you've been bombarded with images of victoria's secret models or walking to a place and or or having
0: to buy the biggest size in the whole place
2: or people in a store looking at you and being like okay well maybe i can find something that flatters you right i'm like Flatters me. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say? I'm exactly? fucking gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Flatters Amen, me. Sister. Go back into the back and find something that sparkles, <laughs> just yeah. like me. Yeah. Like and and so, but yeah. most girls don't have that confidence. Right. And so I'm on a mission. This is like my business is my business is going gangbusters. Gangbusters. Like it's insane. My world is insane. I have so many projects coming up. Yeah. But all of them are grounded in one absolute thing, which is to make girls feel good. I'm on a mission to change the way a generation of women feel about themselves and their bodies. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do it through fashion. I'm going to do it through inspiring them. I'm going to coach them. I'm going to... I'm going to invite them to my confidence boot camps. I'm going to do everything yeah. with my only goal is making women confident. Because when women are confident, yeah. they go out into the world and they just do whatever they want to do better. They're nicer people. It's It has this ripple effect when you feel good about yourself. Right. You're kinder to other people. It's just in every aspect of your life. Imagine if you could go to work and your dress fits and you're not worrying about... It ripping, and you feel good about yourself, and you walk into a meeting, and instead, you don't have this voice in the back of your brain telling you, "Everyone's looking at me because I look fat," or you know, they think I'm ugly, or and girls are feeling this, walking around the world every day with these terrible thoughts about themselves that they have total ability to control. If I could just teach them how to control those thoughts, so I don't know how I'm doing it, but that's what I'm doing. What do you think, Dean?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, what you said actually totally spoke to me as well. Like I, I'm not a big person now, but I've, I was a very, I, I was a very chubby kid and chubby teenager and I always had low self-confidence about that, but I'm very confident in life. My biggest thing, and you can't really tell now because my chest is much smaller, but I've always had a very big chest. I was wearing an A cup when I was Dylan's age, my nine-year-old. Um, way before I got my period. And that was always my biggest challenge growing up, finding a bra that would fit my chest because there was a time that I was like an H cup, but like a 30 around or 32 around. I was getting custom-made bras when I was in grade four.
2: Wow. My
1: um, my prom dress was custom-made because we couldn't find something that would fit me because my wow. chest was like a large and my the rest of my body wasn't. So I had those same thoughts growing up. I was just different. And I'm still different. I still get custom bras. Like it's very difficult to find sizes that fit me. I just, I'm not a typical size. So... And I always felt like people were looking at my chest and, like, it got a lot of attention, which a lot of friends were like, oh, but the guys love your chest. That's not what I wanted. Like, I didn't want them, yeah, boobs, so them to in boobs. Yeah, so interesting,
2: but you don't want to look... Totally. Yeah. And I like
1: a lot of people would be like, like, my mom is quite flat-chested. She was like, well, you should love, you know... It's you easy for people to say. Totally. grass is always greener, right? So um, so yeah, I always grew up with those kind of same insecurities. Um, and finally, like now, and I was 16 and I went to get a breast reduction um, consultation and I decided against it. Then I did it again with Andrew, actually, when I was 18. decided against it because I wanted to make sure I could breastfeed. And thank God I didn't because, you know, ironically, my chest is much smaller, but I breastfed four kids. So it's interesting. Like you always kind of think about what's, what played a role kind of in your mm-hmm. childhood. And I think we've spoken about this lots. I mean, women tend to have a different um, self ta- like talk about weight and body image and that kind of stuff and it does flip to the front of your brain often you know like as successful as you are as many friends as you are hmm. have as social as you are as great at school as you can be as great as an athlete as you can be many women especially still kind of flip to that like oh I'm not good enough oh I'm too big oh I'm too heavy oh my boobs are too big oh I'm too short my hair is too curly my hair is too straight Ugh. well it's
2: crazy to me because I get this question all the time about women who are dating or they're like oh my god tell this Roxy. they're like
0: I heard you say this on Instagram and I was like I couldn't believe this I was gonna ask you about this on the podcast so first Please of, go of ahead. all yeah. like
2: Okay. Well, let me just back up here. Yeah. So I get asked this question all the time. How do I date when I'm curvy? Or I'm dating and I'm bigger than my boyfriend and I'm self-conscious that he thinks I'm so big. And how do you date? Your husband's good looking. How does he like you? And I'm like, what? First of all, I'm a bombshell And my husband's lucky to have me So second of all I'm pretty sure that if guys are dating you They are already thinking you're beautiful? And third of all, when did how we look become the only thing that we bring to the table? I'm sorry, I was in Forbes this year. I have a lot more to bring to the table than my boobs and my ass. Why doesn't anyone talk about that? I'm like a successful, self-made woman. Why isn't anyone talking about their accomplishments? Or that they're these amazing moms? Or that they're these great people? Or that they have kind hearts? Or that they do good things? All they're talking about is the fact that they look a certain way. And it's like, I like guys who have charisma. I like guys who are funny. A guy walks into the room and I'm just like, oh my God, you're so hot because you just like walked in with this presence. Why do women think that men only care about their looks? Like, I just don't think that's that's not what people find sexy. People find a million things sexy. Some people find- sexy is a tall blonde. Others find sexy is a great personality. Others find girls who are super shy, beautiful. Like there's so many, just like us as women, every, each one of us probably finds something very, very different in the men we like and, or the partners we choose. It's the exact same for men, but why does every curvy girl think she's less than because of her body? Yeah. Like it's nuts. But I think it's not
1: even curvy girls. I think it's many, maybe most women have insecurities, but whatever. And I'm sure lots of guys do too. But I find probably more women than men have insecurities, but whatever it could be. It could be your eyebrows. It could be no, the but, shape of your lips. But be, I get it because yeah.
2: when I started dating um, the person that i married to, I remember, and he was like this suave, successful business guy who was older than me. And this girl who was a girlfriend of his and the girlfriend of someone who was his good friend, and she was this like tall, thin, blonde girl who was kind of intimidating. She said to him, why are you dating her? She's way too fat to be dating you. Like, you can do better. And I was like, I was like a size eight then. <laughs> Maybe, no, I was probably not an eight. I was probably a 10, 12. And I mean, I would have, I looked I was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then she's talking about how I'm too fat to be dating this successful guy. Like, and it stuck with me and resonated with me and it, it like hurt my feelings. Like this girl was this, I didn't care about this girl, but the fact that she said that made me think like, is there something I'm not, good enough to be dating this great guy? Like, I thought I was a great girl. I have a lot going on for myself. Am I supposed to be thin to be beautiful? Like, is thin the only thing that anyone cares about? And I went through many years of my life with that comment in the back of my head being like, men will only find me this if I'm this. And then I became myself and just embraced a hundred percent who I was as a person. Yeah, and there was no parts of me I was editing—not my body, not my personality, not my big mouth, not anything—and. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I've figured it out. I don't need to try and be something to appeal to you. I need to just be happy with me. And then if I'm appealing to you, great. If I'm not, I really don't care because I'm not doing it for you anymore. I'm doing it for me. And that's the thing a lot of women haven't seemed to figure out in life. Yeah,
1: I think we both have that same mantra, which is if you like me, amazing. If you're into like my world and my space and what I do and you value me, fantastic. And if you don't, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, that's like kinda, I, I don't yeah. need more friends. I'm happy to embrace you as my friend, but I don't need that. I'm not looking for other people to like give me confidence now. But I think it takes a long time for a lot of people to get to that place. And sometimes people just don't get to that space.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I people think people believe that because I'm married, I don't understand. And I was like, no, I put myself out there every single day. Just as much as you want to be liked, I want to be liked. Just as much as you want. I might have the attention of one person who thinks I'm great, but no, I like when men look at me too. Mm. I like feeling sexy. I like when... my favorite. I'm sorry.
0: When I get those like sweet moments where somebody like honks at me oh, or I get hit on in the car. Come on, it feels yes.
2: good. I'm like, oh my God. you know. I like, like the yeah. attention. That happens. Mama needs to get her jolly Everyone somewhere. Knows. I mean, we're not yeah.
0: dead, you know? Yeah, yeah what happened? Yeah. And then
2: women are like, you shouldn't say things like that. I'm like, you shouldn't tell me how I should say, right. what I should say or what I should think.
0: Yeah, Roxy, I think there's like a systemic issue where a woman's self-worth somehow seems to be defined by her waistline. And I think what totally. you're doing is sort of pushing that to the side a bit in a, such a real way. And the other thing that I always say is like, no one eulogizes when you're dead how skinny you were. Like, that's not what people talk about, right? Oh, this person, like, you know, if there is nothing else about a person's character, they'll talk about what a beauty. Like, I don't want to be going down in the books. If I die tomorrow, I don't want people to talk about like that. Your washboard abs. My washboard abs. (laughs) Like, I'm not interested in that. I'm pretty sure that if I went
2: down tomorrow, actually, my size and my waistline would be a topic because. (laughs) literally every time you google me it says my size rocks plus size model this size this <laughs> but you you're right like the right. thing is is that a lot of women think that people it's like everything in your life if you if they bother you and you care about it you're going to project that right. energy to other people if you walk into a room and you're fabulous and you're confident people are going to be like she's so fabulous she's so confident God. if you're going to walk into a room and you know what? My new moms do this all the time. Yeah, tell so about, let, tell let's, us about Because you guys are let's the moms. Go. You, so tell you're us the, about moms. the new moms. And, and I've become recently incredibly sensitive to new moms because I have a lot of friends who are young moms and new moms and postpartum bodies. And Joanna Nix introduced us to that postpartum. Thing we were at yeah. the the birth after birth project. project yeah. after birth, I was both project. traumatized heavily, <laughs> yeah. and also very very awakened about what women are feeling about their bodies after right. they've given birth. Yeah, and so many women walk into a room after they had a baby and they do this with their dress, their their sweater. I can tell you what I'm doing is I'm taking a big oversized baggy sweater. I'm wearing a silk leopard caftan, so that's a bit different. But (laughs) most of them are taking a big sweater and they're pulling it over themselves. And they're drowning themselves in... All they're wearing is black leggings, a t-shirt, and a big sweater that they can cover up their body with. And it occurred to me that instead of like celebrating what this body's just done... All they're doing is excusing their body, hiding their body, and hiding themselves. Because it doesn't feel like you. It feels
1: like something just happened to you. Not this miraculous, joyful blessing that has happened, but something just ruined your body. Yes, because I've never
2: experienced that. I've only experienced my body changing because of other things in my life that are traumatic, but not Mm baby-making. And it's almost like, If you have a baby, women are like, I have this, at least I can say, well, I just had a baby. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, no, I've got stretch marks. Mm -hmm. I can't, I couldn't put my picture up there at the at the afterbirth project and say, well, my body doesn't look so dissimilar to hers, except I don't have three kids to explain it. I just have, you know, some emotional eating and some partying and traveling all over the world to explain (laughs) for it (laughs) and a busy schedule. But my point is, is that there's so many women who enter a room and they're shameful and hiding and everybody can feel that energy. And then they ask themselves why they have low self-esteem because you are you are feeding that machine of your self-esteem. You're putting out there for people not to look at you. You're literally saying, don't look at me, cover me up. Yeah, Sorry, don't like shun your eyes. I'm so terrible right now. And so then that people, that, that's what people think. Yeah, no, Roxy, it's really interesting. I think you've shed some light on two
0: things that we don't really talk about in this way on, often on this podcast, but I think it b- brings merit to the idea that like, we talk a lot about the bounce back, which is this like myth that you're supposed to get your body... Back, and I'm air quoting. Oh my after God. After having children. Yes. I saw a celebrity in like post. like six weeks or something. I right. saw
2: Shay Mitchell go to, I don't know if you know who she is. She's like a celebrity who just had a baby. And she's like posting at herself in the skinny outfit, like two days later at Drake's birthday party. And mm-hmm. I'm like, good for her. What? I don't know
1: people would do that. But
2: How? <laughs> No.
1: How?
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a, To me, it's not I even I thought you were bullshit. wearing a diaper. Like, I heard about the frozen <laughs> pads. Yeah, like, that's it. Like padsicles. Like yeah. literally your vag is frozen. And I think what's interesting about this is padsicles. No, that's yeah. what I learned yeah. at the yeah. Afterbirth It's a real thing. That's pads a so, real so. thing. My first yeah. Instagram story ever of my face is me explaining padsicles 101. I don't. I was you know, like I said, I haven't I given birth to any yeah. children.
2: <laughs> so I yeah. hope to have that in my future one day. So don't scare me anymore. No, but
0: I think what it is, it's a larger systemic issue about women self-worth actually saying like even after your body changes right yes. it's sort of this fear of of this otherness and what roxy and her movement is trying to do is like you are beautiful your size rocks at all sizes yeah and like embrace that postpartum bit body a little bit right and don't yeah. be so scared about just embrace away from all it, these right?
2: amazing stages of your life wherever it takes you right yeah. and i'm really cautious to not encourage women to you know, obesity is like something I get accused of in the media. People are like, well, you're just perpetuating obesity. I'm like, no, I'm not. I am perpetuating girls feeling good about themselves. Right. Like I don't, I don't want women to be unhealthy. I want women t- to love themselves. And to how is a healthy, girl healthy, be- If a girl yeah. is obese, how is she even going to begin to undo some of that if she hates herself so much? Right. She's got to love herself to truly love herself. That's right. To love herself enough to want to change your body, to love herself enough to be kind to her body, to eat well, to exercise it. I always say like, like I think today I posted a post and it said, I was like your reminder to love yourself, move yourself, be kind to yourself, talk nicely to yourself. Like, and, and so I'm not trying to say obesity's okay. I'm not trying to say anything's okay. I just want girls to stop hating themselves. That's right. That's what this is about. The opposite of love is hate. And the, that's exactly this, what it is. I want yeah. you to not hate yourself today. Yeah. And if I can make a girl feel that she does not hate her body this week yeah. and she goes out into the world and is a kinder person this week because of it, or she goes and gets a job because of it because she has the confidence or does whatever it is she wants to do. And I hear things varying from, I got married because I had the confidence to wear a wedding gown because of you, to I'm going on vacation for the first time in 10 years to a beach because of you. Mm-hmm. Imagine the thing, that we're holding back from living life because we're too scared of our bodies. Yeah. Do you know how many girls don't vacation because of their body? Yeah, That's wild to me, Dina, but I
0: understand. My, when you're practiced, hmm. Dina, when you come into a, a family situation where maybe there's a kid who has, I don't know, a young child who, who might like be on the trajectory for some unhealthy weight issues like how do you even have that conversation Hmm. with a kid I'm curious like I actually saw I was was thinking about you tonight Roxy I went for dinner with my husband early like on Ossington we just went for a fast nice dinner and there was a couple and she was obviously like she felt a little bit uncomfortable in her skin and he was like a thinner man and she was like a little bit more of a voluptuous woman and I could see like she thought I could tell their dynamic and they were talking and ordering food and I could see there was a dynamic there. I was like, you have to meet Roxy. Like in my head, I was like, I "I want her to meet me. We need to find her. But Dina, Mm -hmm. that's my question. Like when you meet a family with a young daughter, okay. Like what is the conversation as a healthcare professional Mm -hmm. that you're obliged to have when maybe perhaps you see a kid with a very high BMI is that even even a yeah. thing I don't know I'm just wondering about is there yeah, yeah. right like we're not talking about Roxanne Not sitting like saying sit and eat bonbons I'd watch you actually, work you out actually you see know? my Instagram you I'm never not working out ever and
2: healthy yeah I never stop talking about right.
0: healthy eating and working yeah. out you live a balanced motherfucking lifestyle like you have your wine and you have your some of it's unbalanced yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna pretend
2: it isn't right but I talk about it I'm open right. about it I'm trying to be my best self like we yeah. all are I'm trying to be my best self while living on airplanes between two mm-hmm. countries doing 10 million things trying to make it all happen and I'm totally open to that and I, I I one of the things I'm doing is I'm working on a guide for how women talk to their daughters because so well you'll you'll speak to this from a health perspective but I can only speak to it from a mental perspective oh, half the damage is done before these girls have even got out of grade school because yeah. their moms hate themselves
0: and the moms are putting them on diets like my cousin who has a mental delay She's her mother has recently passed and or has passed. And she's like told me when she was a kid, they used to tell her she could have a puppy dog if she lost 50 pounds. Oh my God. Like think about the systemic damage that is done to her. sense of self. So that's my question. Dana. Like what yeah. is the proper conversation you're supposed to have with kids from a young age about like this conversation? Right. What, so, what? I, so I
1: see, I see, you know, for sure some, some young people that are overweight um, boys and girls. Um, and sometimes Oftentimes I would say there's a more systemic issue within the family as well. So commonly the parents might be overweight as well or they have a sibling that's overweight as well. But for me And it's the genetic. Good, and well, there's genetic pieces to it, absolutely. Like saying I mean it's lifestyle and genetics, right? Like what's nature versus nurture? If your parents are inactive um, and sedentary, and you know, you're watching tons of TV, and you're not getting a lot of activity, and you're eating a lot of fast food. Like, no matter what your genetics are, you're probably going to be mm-hmm. unhealthy. Though yeah. some people are super lucky, and they don't, you know. But you know, so it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to say what's nature, what does it nurture? For me, I almost never suggest that a kid lose weight. What I what I talk about is maintaining the same weight, even if they're overweight or obese, but growing taller, because I still have the benefit if they're going to get older. So if I see let's say a seven-year-old that's 97th percentile for weight, but let's say 50th percentile for length, meaning average height, but quite overweight. Mm -hmm. And their BMI would therefore be quite high. I say, and I look at the growth curve with them and I say, well, let's say you continue being the same weight. Let's just not gain weight. And we're going to, we'll talk about that, what we, what we do, but I want you to keep growing taller and taller. So then when you keep growing taller and taller, your weight stays the same. Now you're going to start to cross the percentiles and you'll be symmetric with height and weight, right? So I don't, Almost ever suggest that people lose weight unless they're you know post puberty, in which case it would be the same as an adult. If you're obese, we should talk about that. But for me, it's all about healthy lifestyle stuff. So I encourage families to do it together. You know, be role model for your yeah. kids. Go for a bike ride. Go play catch outside. Go for a swim. Like I think there's so much focus on like. Do you ever have the exercise conversation though? Like, do you ever talk to? Do you see 100%. that
0: mothers are like, oh, I'm really concerned about my daughters. Like, I could just picture yeah. my nine year old self with my mother trying to take me to Weight Watchers. You know, yes. being like, and like as a physician. Like, what What can you say to sort of be like, okay, let's cool it around the conversation. Can you even say, like, let's not necessarily use that sort of language in front of the kids because it will set them on a trajectory of...
1: Yeah, maybe, but it's also hard, too, because I don't want yeah. to tell someone how to parent either. So, but yeah, so like question, for, yeah. For, for adolescents, I tend to talk to them by themselves as I would any adolescent, like, you know, how are you feeling, and talk about your self-esteem, and how is school going, and any bullying, and are you dating, all the normal things I would talk about with an adolescent. And, of course, we talk about how they're feeling about that. About that. But, but also, on the questionnaires, once a kid is six years old in my office, they do a questionnaire that talks about self-esteem, how much activity they're getting, how much screen time they're getting. So, there's already a bit of a flag. And it also, because a lot of people complete that at home, they've already had a conversation with parents about it so a lot of times they come to me and they say you know maybe this child's overweight and you know we realize we're watching far too much screens as an example so it's already kind of set the stage for the conversation the parents are often already aware of the answers that kids have including are they being bullied do they feel not good about themselves have they thought about self harm all these things and so Mm -hmm. I already have that snapshot And then, so we can go into those in specifics. But for me, I'm all about like role modeling for your kids, really, like, and it doesn't have to be about sports. People are so into like, well, he doesn't like sports. So what, like go for a walk around the block, go walk your dog, go play in the park. Activity is what's important, right? And you know, like we run around the park with our kids. That's activity. That's good, healthy. Yeah, you know, people heart always racing think activity, working out, needs totally. to be like, I Go got to up gym. today, I went to the gym. Yeah.
2: No, I do You, I, if you felt, whoops, sorry. If you no. follow my Instagram, you know I'm all about walking. Mm-hmm. So I try to like I'll ask people to do walking meetings yeah. with me right. instead Just of move. in restaurants. Just yeah. move Just your body. Just movement. It doesn't yeah. need yeah. to be some grand gesture all the time. 100%. Yeah. You can you know, you can work out in a big way, but you could also just keep moving. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's be interesting because you think about role modeling, and for me, you're talking about demonstrating through activity and eating, but for me, it's about demonstrating through your words. Like I caution these moms who come to me and they're like, "I wish my daughter had you when you when when I, she was. I wish I had you when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy my daughter has you now that she's growing up in a yeah. world with someone like you." And I'm thinking, but she has you. Right, she has you. She, she, you know, it's great that she's following me. Wonderful, but she has you. That's you right. are the voice she's hearing every day. Say this the back to them. That's it. Yeah. So, what are you saying to yourself in the mirror? Yeah, yeah. and not just what
1: you're saying to your travel, What are you saying to yourself? No, but right. when if you, you walk around peaking, the house, when you, you open the
2: yeah. fridge, when right. you look in the mirror, when right. you're yes. getting dressed, and your daughter's in your bedroom, yeah, are when you, you talking when you're, about when you're
1: shunning the dessert, saying, "Oh, I can't have that today," or "I'm trying to get into this today," or "I'm feeling fat today"? Those kind of things. You're not. You're not telling your daughter she's fat or don't be fat but you're you are doing that you're, yeah you're telling yourself 100%. this should come from that so mm-hmm. absolutely i think we should be cautious about how we talk to our kids not just not just our, our female child children mm-hmm. but like yeah i mean yeah i think i think they'll about moderation right like your kids should sometimes have snacks and you should sometimes have snacks and sometimes you should sit on the couch with a beer or a glass of wine, and like do what makes you feel good, okay. but also Glad move your I body. Got the official yes, of <laughs> I condone your your wine on, on the couch. It's, I think it's just about moderation. Like people, there's like the extremism thing, right? Like you have to be super fit and skinny, mm-hmm. and not ever have any screen time, and only get lots of workouts, quote unquote, in. Or there's like sloth, and like neither of those is perfect. Like well, somewhere I think in between. Ro-
0: Roxy, like per- her, your perception the perception of the reality that I see is like first of all I have to say thank you because you and Sarah Nicole and you know like the lizards of the world like I love following you bitches you know <laughs> like I love it because thank like you. it makes me feel Um, I just like seeing it and I also like seeing like it is a part of your identity of course Roxy but it's not all of who you are right it's like the body positivity obviously is your fight song to some degree that you sort of were shoehorned into but you're a fucking glamorous (laughs) well-dressed bombshell you know like hustler right like you are and Sarah also has tons of other elements and dimensions of her body and her sense of self and her identity um, and this activism that's become sort of Almost mainstream. It's very nice to see, right? It's very nice to see you guys. As, your your bodies on the sides of the buses. Like it's yeah, really, it's, it's cool. the total antithesis of the of the um, um, Victoria's Secret. Yeah, yeah. When I was models, in a swimsuit
2: you know? on a billboard, I was like, "Damn, you know." Well, it's. Like, I bought the swimsuit that you modeled, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. It was
0: my first ne- bathing suit purchase in a long time. Yeah, about? the next yeah. one. Yeah. I
2: think that the thing, like my Instagram, which is at luxurious roxy, is. Um, it's a place for me to communicate to people every single day, little things that can make them feel good, make them feel inspired. And sometimes that's through showing them clothes that work for them. That's why I have clothing collaborations with lots of brands Mm -hmm. to give people the tools. And other days, it's just saying positive affirmations or teaching them how to be and speak to themselves. But I really, really, really believe that if a girl can't see it, she can't believe it. And so that's why I'm so so advocating in my own campaigns Mm -hmm. that I create. I ensure that the models are all different colors they're all different shapes they're all different ages they all different hair textures mm-hmm. because everybody needs to see themselves to be inspired right and for so many years i didn't see anyone who looked like me in anything yeah i only saw this one image of what a beautiful woman looked like and that's why we have so much damage to undo you know women our age have been bombarded for years while we were growing up yeah. with a disney princess girl yeah. who looked a certain way and that was the only concept of beauty that we were seeing reading you there was no other like there was no other access now i say to women well who are you following like, stop following only Victoria's Secret models. Yeah. Follow women. You, the, that's the beauty of Instagram. And you can go out there and follow all kinds of people who inspire you in all sorts of ways. I tell young girls, you shouldn't just be following models. You should be following girls who have won Nobel Peace Prizes and Greta mm-hmm. and, like, girls Greta. doing all sorts of I things. I saw so many
0: Greta Halloween costumes on mm-hmm. little girls this year.
2: I love that. Yeah. and that's Roxy, like, warms my heart. When you
0: say that your mission is to, like, the Rebel girls. change the the... Rebel. the um, when you're trying to like impart your wisdom onto a generation, is are we the watershed generation or is it, your, is it the next generation you're trying to sort of throw the life raft to or is it, are, is it us? Is it like I have some millennials?
2: Big, I have some very big things planned for the next generation. Okay, for the next generation. Yeah, so the young girls out there, for the little girls out there, yeah. my nieces have inspired me. I've literally taught them how to speak kind. They have amazing moms, but I've also taught them how to use words. They walk around school and say things like, my size rocks. Hmm. And they are kind to girls who have different bodies in them. So I have, through through watching me and them kind of idolizing me, my young little nieces of Go out into the world. They're these like body positive, badass, empowered girls, <laughs> and that's how old really are cool. they, Roxy? They're eight, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's. But you know, they've been watching this yeah. since they were They're, like five, six, right? And because this all began, and they've been watching it, and so I have some very big things planned for young girls. Mm-hmm. But I am on a mission to change all girls lives women included that's awesome i get women of all ages reaching out being like i'm 56 i'm 62 you inspire me (laughs) i'm 21 i'm 18 i'm 13 you know and so it's not i don't i haven't i haven't set but i have different things coming in 2020 for different groups can you share anything with us um anything you're excited about what can I talk about? I have a podcast coming. Yeah. I'm working on a book. Awesome. Uh, I have a, a I'm going to go I'm going to go on tour and and when I go on tour the goal is to meet women across the country who I can inspire to feel good about themselves. I love it. So they can come and hang out with me for an hour or two and when they leave they feel different. That's my only goal.
0: And awesome. I love that. And I love Do you live in Yorkville? yeah okay because i'm always seeing you bigging up yorkville brands i loved roxy recently you were wearing this like kick-ass pair of boots he's like really beautiful dark denim and like this like leopard print blouse and then you were getting a jacket fitted
2: oh my gosh yeah tell me
0: about that experience because like it just looked dina honestly like i was like i want that i want that i want that and i want to get i said to my husband i was like i'm gonna get a custom-made jacket he's like really i was like Oh, yeah. Come with you, me. I've got the girl for I you. I literally was like, you get suits done all the time at Harry Rosen. This and is all a girl the, who makes I've custom nev- suits. I haven't had, I haven't bought mainstream. a suit. I haven't bought myself a custom jacket or suit ever. And the last time I bought myself like a nice,
2: really nice blazer, like none of them Every look that. Every woman needs anymore. a really well-cut, great black blazer. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't
1: own a blazer for the same reason we were talking about before that it doesn't fit me properly. I never thought
2: Okay, so I've got yet. a girl from you. She's amazing. I'll pull up her. Oh, Instagram Roxy, when so I, I, I saw what you were making, I was
0: like, oh My God. Suiting,
2: because suiting was always something that I had... What's it called? Suiting? No, suiting in general. Like suiting. Blazers is always something I've had challenges with. Right. Yeah. So I wear... If you follow my Instagram, I wear a ton of Veronica beard blazers because they do extended sizing now. Um, They're high-end though. Like those are luxe pieces, but Mm -hmm. I think that they're great investment pieces. Mm -hmm. And then this woman in particular, I'll share her Instagram so people can follow her. Um, She does custom suiting for women. And just the exact same way that there's bespoke tailors for men on Bay Street. She's got a bespoke tailoring for women and her office is on Bay Street. But she's for, you know, anyone can go to her, obviously. And what I think is awesome is that you throw on a good blazer, a good black blazer, I don't care. Okay, so right now my hair is not washed. Mm-hmm. I've been in meetings for a hundred hours today. Like if I, you blazer, yeah. a tank underneath, it doesn't really matter what's yeah. underneath, jeans. You're it's absolutely It's so simple right. to put on a good blazer. Yeah. I wish a girl would put on a good black blazer mm-hmm. rather than these oversized cardigans You're right. that I'm not making ever in my right. collection. You're right. Girls are like, why didn't you do any oversized cardigan sweater dresses? I'm like, I actually did one. It was chic though. Mm-hmm. It sold out because every girl loves them. <laughs> yeah, Mine was leopard, mm-hmm. snow leopard, mm-hmm. but, the, oh, but I'm not going to make pieces that condone you hiding under yourself. Like yeah. I'm not going to continue to make clothes. Girls are like I need a baggy black dress. No, won't make it. Yeah. I'll make a skin-tight leopard yeah. dress that shows off your body that yeah. you can wear to work and throw on a blazer for or wear with a running shoe when you're picking up your kids. Yeah. I'm not just I'm not indulging in this women when they have kids that they don't need to look at anymore. Right. And just while I'm here, I also don't like when women's Instagrams are Jenny's mom at Jenny's mom. Yeah. I also don't like that. I don't like We're girls big, who are just yeah. giving up on, on their them, own identity, own identity yeah. because they're like, well, my kids yes. look really cute. You took the time to make your kid look good because you care how your girls feels." and why didn't you do that for yourself? You're signaling to the world, I don't care about myself. And your and identity then, is now gone. And, right. and that's yeah. what people are, I don't want to that. through your children That was only. a tangent of the Jenny's mom. Yeah. Jenny. But you really find Jenny's mom. I was like,
1: at Jenny's Dylan, Ryan, Jason, Boston. I'm not. That's not my hashtag. But,
2: but yeah. Yeah. sorry, that was yeah. like a tangent. I, mean, I don't like it when we do the that. But you're the
1: right place
0: to say that because like Dina and I are such strong believers. Like three moms, Toronto, especially my fight song. Really, Roxy is like, this is your life. This is your life to live, and we have to make sure that you are filled the fuck up. Like this, we give I you know. the permission to pick you right, and by picking you, you're going to be a better person for everybody involved in your life. And Dina for sure practices that in her. In her practice, in her
2: well, I, I just don't know why we have to give up everything we are when we want to have kids. Yeah, it's okay to be your own person to want to look nice, and everyone's like, "Well, I don't have any time for it." Also, my sister-in-law is a perfect example. My sister-in-law, she's gonna hate me for doing this. She, <laughs> she's a listener. One of my sisters, I won't say which one. How <laughs> okay, about that? Okay, they're both bombshells. <laughs> so one of my sister-in-laws is just like what women would love to look like if you were like a tall blonde beautiful she's a partner not a partner she's a senior job at a big accounting firm and at home I'm like what are you wearing (laughs) and she's like you don't understand I have three kids they throw up on it they do have see what these kids do they ravage my body they have no they're I don't and I said no we can't just completely give up Dressing nice ever just because we have kids who are going to be on us. I get it. You don't want to have your kids ruin your nice clothes. Yeah, But it becomes this cycle in your head of you're not worthy of feeling good, of any time, of looking good, and I'm going to let everything about me just be taken over by my children. I understand it's a selfless role. You can be a great mom and also just be like, no, there are some boundaries. Today I'm going to get up and I'm actually going to get dressed in not... Or wear a black legging. Fine, wear the black leggings. If you want to wear the black leggings, maybe wear just like a pleather one for me and just throw it on with a black I wore, blazer. I wear PVC
0: all day today, Roxy. Great. I of you. So just throw
2: on the <laughs> legging. Throw on a leather legging. You're yeah. still just as comfortable and throw on that black fitted blazer that you're going to go get yeah. and just make that. And then you just look put together. It's just this. My sister-in-law, when she's at home, she looks incredible at work. But then when she's at home, she's like, well, I don't want to ruin any of the clothes for the kids. I was like, I I I just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can buy basics and they can look nice. <laughs> so Roxy, if we
0: had like a Thankfully she won't listen to the podcast. Do you do you ever believe in what's called um t- um capsule wardrobes? I'm just understanding this. What does it called, mean a capsule wardrobe? A capsule wardrobe is People like where say you, this, this capsule wardrobe. Yeah, I don't so know what Yeah, I understand it's like you pick 33 items. 33? yeah That's specific. Yeah, 33 <laughs> items. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a capsule wardrobe is. My understanding. You pick is that 33 is a specific items? number? Mm-hmm. Well, I, think it's like I was a, like, I don't a know. Specific, what I think it might
1: have numbers of things that you'll always wear. Like for example, your black blazer. Yeah, it's like a. Uh, it's
0: like it's like the 33 items that you would wear for the entire season. Yeah, and the idea is like every season you have a capsule wardrobe where you can Staples. literally have one rack and be like these are the 33 items I'm going to wear for the next four months oh, and I, I can make that. every out of outfit out of the lot, next 33 items and the reason I'm mentioning it Who is has
2: th- who's going to go get 33 items not, every season though not no, the no no no, no no no
0: no the idea is like you might already from your existing wardrobe pull the 33 items you're going to wear for the rest of the season and the idea is to just pick up a few items that you don't have and apparently there's a very specific algorithm or math about what you're supposed to have in it. So it's like I a think pair I'm of with
1: staples. It's like the black blazer and I a nice p- yeah. pair
0: of like a pair of black seats. jeans or a pack, of, a pair of a white t-shirt or whatever. It's like black very boots. specific. Yeah. yeah. So this concept to me is like, if you could do this for, you like want to do this? A time you. capsule. I'm pretty capsule sure I wardrobe. made like
2: six capsule collections with Le Chateau. Yeah, and they're all fabulous. You can yes. just bought those things. So that's, <laughs> that's, then you would have a capsule collection.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm sorry, my boobs are full because I didn't nurse
2: tonight, so I'm it's, just like touching okay, myself. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm grabbing my huge. Boobs. Okay, but this um, this already sounds complicated. This is the problem. Everyone's <laughs> like, I can't do that. That's too complicated. Now I have to go pick 33. <laughs> I just finding
0: my my clothing's actually finding. I'm finding it a little bit jarring. Like it's overwhelmed by it how takes many just, wardrobes just as long
2: for you to get dressed poorly as it does for you to get dressed well amen i will agree to that like Absolutely. you know what we open the closet we pick out the things we put them on it's the same amount of time you just need your closet organized well
0: i that's what i do so i try to make sure that like even if i work out in the morning i'm not wearing the same workout clothing the entire day i don't want to be like a lululemon do that? army so it's like i wear the workout clothes and then i typically change into something that i think it looks respectable because you never know who you're gonna see um but for me what's new for me actually is wearing makeup like I'm not like a daily makeup wearer. I
2: don't think you need to make wear makeup. I'm okay. That's where you you're, that's where you're going to be very surprised by me. No. What do you so do for your, I don't wear makeup many days. Uh-huh. So I wear so much makeup when I work uh-huh. that I hardly wear any makeup on other days because I like my Are skin. You wearing to makeup really. makeup now? Um, probably very, not. Very,
0: very, very like you look nice and glowing, but you don't look overly, you don't look done. I'm
2: probably wearing a mascara. That's it. Yeah. Um, And like a tinted moisturizer. Probably that's it. Mm hmm but I can't see what I'm wearing because I have no idea. My day has been so prolonged. I could have makeup on. but I'm not okay, the makeup. Yeah. I don't the makeup I like girls to just like I don't want to tell girls they need to wear makeup because I actually don't even believe that. Um, yeah. I wear makeup because it's fun and fabulous, but I'm on HD TV, so right. people are going to see me in HD and I take photos yeah. for a living, it's different. But the clothes? Yeah. I'm sorry. I am I am telling you you need to get it together with the clothes, girls. Yeah. <laughs> this like mom dressing or this like yeah. I've given up on my life dressing. This I only wear Lulu lemon dressing this yeah. is not
0: okay the blue army i call this it this is it's a not a look yeah
2: there are so many comfortable, sleek options now. Let's like, can we just talk about the fact that running shoes are cool? Embrace it. Right. I'm not asking you to wear uncomfortable Dina. clothes. Dina looks like a, you should see Dina always. at work. She looks like a million bucks. Yeah, I bet with she her does. Cool running
0: shoes and her little jeans. You, and there's her little cool shirts. running shoes.
2: Yeah. There's all, leggings are on trend yeah. still. Yeah. There's all these incredible options. People want to be comfy, right? There's like, all these incredible options like, that are comfortable. Into,
1: like a pretty dress every day, right? day. I'm actually a big fan yeah. of dresses, but like this. So you're. you're so I. I, I dress at work every day i usually wear jeans and like some kind of do you pick up the
2: kids how you're dressed right now no No. i pick
1: them up in my no this is just like after my kids go to bed clothing
2: okay that's we're on the same page about that work clothing right okay Okay.
1: um but no typically this is what i would put on after my kids go to bed but i'm with you're at home yeah i'm with my kids in real clothes usually like a silk kind of shirt and i usually wear jeans or some kind of black pant and i like runners or something simple like an everlane shoe or something but i'm I'm not. I'm not a schlub. I'm also working, right? But when I come home, once my kids go to bed, like I'm with my kids in normal clothes, then I like I want comfy, cozy. Like I mm-hmm. on oh, like a comfy, cozy, and like sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I'm not yes. saying you can't but be comfy I don't, I don't at home. I not go somewhere mm-hmm. with these though. Like I no. wouldn't go. This is where I'm drawing the line. Oh party. gosh, yeah. I'm
2: comfy at home too. Like. Yes. Yeah well I'll, obviously I have a tracksuit collection and summer cashier. My, you know my cozy's a little different because so I'm yeah. a fashion girl but I'm talking about we're getting up every day and a lot of people aren't going to a job yeah. so they're like well I don't have to go to work yes. uh-huh. or I don't, I'm don't, i not leaving the house with the kids I'm when like, you're well
1: dressed though you feel confident you so feel good if you're leaving the house in sweatpants there's like a kind of feeling Yes, but if you just put on your blazer suddenly you're like I'm like a real woman now. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it gives you like that boost of confidence which makes you stand up straighter and probably pro- project yourself in a different way.
2: I also think like kids are really tuned in to all of this stuff and they're like, my mom's got it together. Like my mom looks great. Like they yeah. look at their mom and they're like, you know what? She looks like she's doing something important or whatever it is. It's it's a signal to them that you care about yourself. It's the
1: confidence, I think. It's, <laughs> and, it's when whatever makes you feel confident. But oftentimes getting dressed and maybe throwing on some mascara gives you that. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But for a lot of women, I think walking out the door feeling pretty and they all gives you say they don't have enough
2: it. time. I'm not buying that either. You, how much time you're spending on your Instagram? Like, if you had an organized closet, my closet is so well organized. Oh by the way, God, Roxy, I want to come. You come know you do a podcast about my closets, right?
0: I want to come to the podcast at your office. like oh in your closet. My God, you should do your podcast from your closet. That would be that Bomb. Yes. No,
2: oh my God, my closet's like the size of this table right now. It's I I have had former closets. to closet and clothes. I have had former <laughs> closets, like closet oh had former closets that
0: were just Die. epic. I'll take your hand, but you guys, right Roxy. now I live
2: between three <laughs> places, so my closets yeah. are a little bit scattered. Yeah, but um, my point is, is that I have. Uh, organizing expert. She's called the Merchandising Maison. And she comes into my house and organizes my closets. So I open my closets and I grab a blazer, grab a shirt, grab a legging, and they all go together, grab a boot. It's that quick. So I just... I'm not buying... I, I just really want women to take the time to put themselves together yeah. when they have kids and when they're out with their kids because it's going to make them feel good because they are saying to the world, I'm actually important. And you're not a proponent of fast fashion. Like you're a proponent of just-, just buy some nice things. To buy something that makes you feel good, They don't good, even need right? to be expensive. I don't care what it is you're buying. Mm. Just take the time. I, I have a good black blazer. I wear it like, I don't know. 40 times mm. <laughs> a year. Yeah. A hundred. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I wear it all At least the once time. A week. Yeah. Things- How,
1: what is fast fashion? It just means like buying the new stuff that's on trend. So no, fast like fashion is that quick. there. So the oh. idea
0: is that I between too in fast fashion is that there used to be four seasons of fashion. Okay. Like winter, spring, summer, and fall. Yeah. But the, but fast fashion who are, who are accused of being the largest polluters on the planet yes. are people who see 52 weeks of fashion or fi- meaning every single week they design and execute a new, complete line
2: and it's with the quick intention inexpensive of, cheap right.
0: it's like schmatt does basically that people go through and the idea is that it also gives you as a consumer the pressure to feel like there's always a new trend to buy okay, right? so okay. okay. Like, i'm gonna, gonna tell you like what the you trend need okay. this is what, what i'm gonna, gonna tell ask the moms you. who are listening this is gonna need. be my, my next question roxy is like what are the key pieces okay. let's say it's 2020 when this is going to be released what do
2: we need a good stretch black blazer Yeah. Okay. A blazer can have stretch. It can have no stretch. Just a good, nice, structured black blazer. Okay. Something that you can put on over anything. Yeah. A good high-waisted jean. High-waisted jeans are a curvy girl's friend. Yeah. I like a lot of postpartum. Yeah. Postpartum curvy, whatever. I'm sorry. I've never seen a woman doesn't look good in a high-waisted jean. So just get yourself a high-waisted jean. I don't even believe in jeans that don't have stretch in them. So get yourself a good (laughs) high-waisted stretch jean. Mm -hmm. A leather legging. It's an absolute must or for a PVC? girl. That's what I mean when I yeah, say leather. Yeah. Who the hell is using leather anymore? Yeah. No, I mean a PVC <laughs> yeah. leather legging. Yes. That's what I mean. A pleather legging that's high waisted um, is going to take you miles. There's a faux leather legging from Spanx that every mother on the planet should have. Why? Because you pull it on, it holds in everything, yeah, and you can dress it up with a boot and it, or you can like wear it on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Get that legging. I'll, I'll, I'll. Put these things. Yeah, down we'll do it. We'll <laughs> do a list. We'll do a so rock, we need a jean. We need a rocks. blazer. Yeah. We need the leather legging. We yeah. also need the faux leather legging from Spanx because let's be clear. I know you're living in those leggings. Yeah, a great coat. So outerwear, you, you can be wearing anything under there. You put on a fabulous wool coat over your leather Spanx legging, mm-hmm. and you can be wearing an UGG with it, or uh, you can be wearing a cute boot with it. Mm-hmm. And you'll look cool. Yeah, a biker boot is should be like every mom's friend. Like a perfectly comfortable flat biker boot is so cool. They're so on trend this season. Yeah, military boots and biker boots, and they're black. They're comfy. Blend you can stones. get waterproof yeah. ones. You can be wearing them everywhere. There's no need. And a really cool running shoe. Mm-hmm. A good. What would you get for a running shoe? Rocks for like an everyday wear. I mean, I buy Gucci running shoes for my everyday wear. I oh, do. You? Okay, but you I also <laughs> <laughs> you rock that, Roxy. I'm not sure I can rock that. But there's so many cool ones. You go yeah. to Aldo
0: and get cute white runners. Yeah, I'm probably, like I like to, I, my new thing is thrifting. So there's a really cool thrift that does high end thrifting around here. So I might get. A I also of, wear like, the cool Nike runners.
2: Airs like every day. day. Yeah. They're like cool. I mean, you, there are so many running shoes options. You don't, oh need be, you don't need to be buying Gucci ones like me. Yeah. There, I have such a huge inventory of running shoes um, because I live in flats. How about tops? Like, what are you wearing right now? I love that. Okay, this is a NYX tank. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, this is a NYX tank. And yeah. then underlayering pieces, yeah. just, okay, just get a good long sleeve, crew neck, stretchy, thick, black and white top. And you can wear those under your that blazer every yeah. single day. Yeah. And please, just a cute sunglass. and that's all I'm asking for yeah. you. A hot sunglass. <laughs> so you're like fabulous because you're wearing your sunglasses. Yeah. You don't need to wear any makeup. You don't need to wear or worry about the makeup. To how, about, how, the how about a how about a moto jacket? Moto jacket. I mean, girls love motorcycle jackets. I don't know how practical they are for uh, January. I, I
0: know. I love a moto jacket. Like
2: I wear moto jackets, but you're, yeah. you're talking about January. We're talking about. You're saying yeah, this yeah. Is coming this will probably out.
0: come out in January. I'm gonna. So, say. so
2: no, no one's wearing a December. moto jacket in Toronto and. Uh, but a great yeah. motorcycle jacket, and they don't have to be expensive. Yeah. It's just throw that over, mm-hmm. and then get a really good high-waisted black tight mm-hmm. and then all your little sweater dresses, all your dresses go over that. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you need to get anything else. If you just wore the jeans, the blazer, and the black stretch top, I'm talking about, yeah. every day with your cool sunglasses and your motorcycle boots, you're ready. For no York one would, baby. Yeah, you're ready and for your No New one York. would notice that you're wearing the same thing every day. Yeah. When I worked in an office, I wore a black shift theory dress. Four out of five days a week. Yeah, because it was easy, but it worked and different. And then I just use different belts.
0: Yeah, I've you, I've like a uniform that I would wear, mm. and I go through times when I you wear like basically the same thing all the time. Chic, chic, chic. Yeah, you right. Chic. It does takes f- exactly the amount, same amount of time to put effort into an outfit as it is not to put effort into an outfit. And an organized closet, I think, is a huge hack. That's awesome. Is oh no, the organized closet, organized? closet is yeah, like, it's like I go, life I go altering. It every
1: maybe four or five months, I purge. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Or doesn't fit me, or I don't feel beautiful in it, gone. Yeah, like oh I, I give everything gosh. to my mom or a friend or whatever. Yeah. Like I donate. Like I could learn from constant. that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just like if I don't feel beautiful, done. Fuck it, goodbye. Um, and I'm not like one day I'll be a size zero again. Like I just don't play that game. Like fuck it, gone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, maybe I, I used to play this. Maybe I'll be pregnant again one no, day. Just give that. To I did now. that. Yeah. I just, uh, maybe maybe I'll be this that size, size again. Yeah, no, I don't play I'm pretty that sure I'm not going to be a size. I love 10. it now, yeah. or it's gone. But yeah, you know, I, I purge a lot. I purge a lot. But I totally have a uniform. Like in the summer, I wear a lot of dresses and. In the winter, I wear a lot of like tight jeans and like a, whatever, a silky kind of top. Mm. I have a uniform, I feel, whatever I feel comfy in.
2: Yeah. yeah, like just just some good basics. And the other thing that I tell people is I do this because I travel so much and people are like, how do you pack? One of my other hacks about your capsule wardrobe mm. is find your color palette. So, like for example, I love blush and I love light pinks and blush and gray. Mm. So, I have an entire winter wardrobe, which is everything is in pink gray and blush so that it all goes together all mm-hmm. the time. Cream, blush, gray, so pretty, so feminine, so mm-hmm. beautiful. And everything, like if I'm packing for Paris tomorrow, I'd open my suitcase and everything would be in that colorway mm-hmm. so that it all just goes together. So if you're like a girl who looks amazing in red, mm-hmm. get red, black and white, everything. I,
0: that. I look so good in red. Okay, I so get I just red. get red, black yeah. and
2: white, everything and so that it all always goes together. Yeah. Like I have palettes that I Tend to buy everything in that palette mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter what you're doing you look put together when your palette matches so Raxi yeah.
0: what, your collections that you've done it's, you've done Le Chateau
2: I've done NYX mm-hmm. but anything else those are two major Canadian yeah, those brands those are major. Yeah. those are big Canadian brands I have other ones coming so it's hard yeah. to know in my brain like, what's, out, what's yeah. coming I don't know
0: and my how did NYX come to be mess. I'm so curious oh my god oh how did NYX come, come very to be closely knit for lack of a better word yeah
2: um, I think Joanna Nix reached out to me about something and I was doing something and I don't know, I remember. Yeah, It was like completely organically. I think we were following each other and we are both like, love what you're doing. She's like, I love what you're doing. And and then we were like, let's do something together. Oh, that's it. We had a meeting mm-hmm. and I was like, let's do something together. I don't know what, but let's do something. And she's yeah. like, I don't know what, but let's do something. And that was the bathing
0: suit collection? Yeah, and that oh ended up being the bathing suit collection. Yeah, I bought two bathing suits and I've never gotten more internet traffic ever than trying on those bathing suits on Instagram. Had <laughs> not like r- literally reposted it. They're like, did you see this? Do you see trying on, I was like, so I was like, they're talking about you on Facebook Live right now. I was like, somebody send me, <laughs> they're talking about me trying on bathing suits. No, um, it's, yeah, 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 it's awesome.
2: I want to take all the places where women feel very amounts, very high amounts of stress, yeah, and remove that for them so that they can enjoy it. Like, I yeah. want to bring the joy back. Like, that's why I did three wedding gowns in my collections with Le Chateau. I did plus and zero to 22 wedding gowns, yeah, because that's like a place so many girls were like, well, I don't want to get married because it's impossible to find a dress that fits me. Yeah, And I was like, I understand that because I went through that myself. So That's I so smart, understand that anxiety. So if I can replace that with these wedding dresses, my yeah. wedding dresses, you can still find them online. They're amazing price points. They're like $500 for these gorgeous wedding gowns. Yeah, I did them because I wanted girls to like take away that stress. And then my clothes, everything I did with Le Chateau, why I did sparkly gowns to leather leggings to why we did like a whole holiday collection, a cozy collection, is I did all of these things that I thought were staples in a woman's wardrobe. And in my world, a sequin gown is a staple. Hmm. I did all of these things because I was like, these are all the places, they're like, I'm going on vacation, I'm going to a wedding, I'm a guest, I'm a bridesmaid. So I did all of them because I knew so they were all the stress points. Yeah. Yeah, oh. do
1: do a bunch of um, gowns. Like, I know you did a few, but like I said, you know, at the outset, you know, going to prom and not having something to wear. And I went to endless stores. I know. Having to custom make something when you're like 17, 18, it's kind of sad, you know? Yeah, um, Lisha has been a, that's a
2: great one. to embrace my whole mission and everything. They like gave me a ton of creative control and really, really listened to me when I said, "No, this is how you dress a curvy body and like these are the changes we need That's to make. That's so
0: great to hear that Le Chateau was such a good... I used to love Le Chateau when I was younger. Mm, everyone I, did. I'm like, bringing Le Chateau back. No, I'm honestly... I brought I those Le Chateau jeans back. You're wearing. I like those jeans.
2: These jeans are Good American.
0: Oh, you love Good American. you I do. You're but they're expensive, them.
2: so I don't always talk right. about it to girls.
0: Yeah, they're good jeans. Um, okay. Is
1: there? I have a question for you. Yeah. So please. you were successful before. Then you were with your husband, etc. Now the world is just taken off for you in a totally different way. Has that changed your relationship at all?
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, I was like, I think my husband signed up for me to be like an actual housewife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the goal.
0: <laughs> Sorry, honey. Got to go to New York. Like he week. always
2: knew I was like uh, when he met me. I was I had a career and You're I was right. ambitious. Yeah. And, there was no stopping any of that for sure. But it did kind of look like I was on the trajectory to like take care of him. And our whole world revolved around him and his business. And so like his business and was always the epicenter of our family. Every like, his stress was our stress. What was when business was going well, that's our thing. Like where he had to go, his, I mean, it was all about him. And I think the big shift was it became-
0: The Roxy show.
2: The Roxy show took off. And he sat back and was like, whoa. <laughs> I don't think you could have ever predicted it. The other weird thing is like my husband and I had a home, very like a home people knew in Yorkville. And you it's a weird thing where you go and you walk down the street with somebody you know so well. And then there's literally people like chasing me down the street, screaming my name or crying to me in front of me. Like, I I love you so much. And they're crying and you're like, That's a weird thing to witness and also to be like to get comfortable with. Like, I found myself very comfortable in the spotlight. I love it. I enjoy it. I love the fans. I love the followers. I love the attention. But my husband is not so much like that. So we'd be like walking through Yorkville and people are screaming Lola's name, my dog, out of a car. And they're like taking my photo and my husband is like, not comfortable with it and so that but it's like but this is my thing like this is my gig I'm loving this this is so exciting and so balancing that um, has been a challenge and like and and this the attention focusing but here's what I'll tell every woman like for so long I wanted to be somebody's and like now I am somebody does that make sense Mm -hmm. I was somebody's wife and now I'm just somebody, mm-hmm. like, and I'm somebody important, yeah, and it's been the most empowering journey in the world. I've always been accomplished and had great things going on, but I became somebody's wife. I was someone powerful's wife, and now I'm just someone powerful. Amen, honestly, mm. honestly, I think that is such <laughs> a
0: such a great thing to say, Roxy, because often we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about. Our worth and where, where worth is dictated from. And often I find that women find, or society has told us, that once you become an MRS and you put your you know, ring on your finger, therefore you are now a value because somebody has picked you. And it's funny for you to literally publicly say, and I totally back this, that like I am also more than just somebody's somebody. I am the somebody. And the most that.
2: empowering thing that's ever happened to me is being able to. Make my own money, take have financial success. Be completely
0: financially independent. I'm
2: completely financially independent, and I was able to do it on something that, like, I took something that has been a source of shame for so many years and for so many women. I took this insecurity about my body, and I turned it into a movement and a business it's based on empowering women around the world. And There's that is security also you that. sort of
0: identified that the insecurity came not from within but from like societal the norms. world
2: told me you're the world literally said you're too big to be on TV, yeah. you're too big to be a model, you're too big to shop in our store. Yeah. Literally, yeah. there are not clothes that fit you. Right. You're too big to put on gowns, you're too big to get married. You shouldn't even get married because there's not even dresses that fit you. Right. You're too big to be on a billboard, so just take that out of the mix. Right. And you're definitely too big to be a trophy wife on this show called The Real Housewives, or which is a about these model beautiful or any of these wives. Yeah. You're definitely too big to be a swimsuit model. Right. And I took all of those things that could be the greatest sense of insecurity for me and turned them into something like this.
0: That's awesome. You said
2: fuck you to all that. I fuck said fuck you to all a that. Big motherfucker. I said I'm gonna act I said if it's not gonna be there, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna make it like I'm just gonna create it. And so here we are.
0: That's awesome. Roxy, we always ask our guests if there's one piece of wisdom. I mean, this was like very this was a very like good, I think episode one, season three, but if if you like, no, like it was like very, it's it's like sets the trajectory, I think on a really positive and like a high note. But if there's one thing you really want our listeners to know, if there's like one piece of cookie that you like the last piece of advice you want everyone to hear from you, what do you want our listeners to know? Period. About anything you're thinking, feeling, doing now. I have so many
2: thoughts here. How do I narrow it down to like a genre? But I just want you to know that you have total control and power to lead a happy, confident life. You don't need me. You don't need anybody. You don't need to lose 20 pounds to do it. You don't need to have more money to do it. You don't need to leave in your dream house to have it. You, inside of you and in your brain, control the ability of how you talk to yourself and how you talk to yourself every day determines how you feel every day. And so, I want women to stop longing for this life they don't lead, and to just start leading their lives. Right. Because you have the power to change that. It sounds hokey, but it's totally true. I love that. I am a living example of it. Right? Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Just start being kind to yourself. Yeah. I promise you, it will change your life. And I, I so many you. and
0: Roxy, it's so awesome. I know so many women, especially young millennial women who are a listenership, they're like waiting for this life to happen. It's like, oh, i they don't go for dinners. They don't have sex with their husbands. They don't see their friends. I don't know what the hell they're waiting for. Like, I live such a full life. I'm exhausted for my life. I, I need a month off. But, but I, I say yes to almost everything. I love meeting new people. You know, I love saying like this is my one life to live we have to the other thing is you
2: need to stop living your life and looking at by looking at other people's right everyone has their own timeline yeah I think there's this thing that like Obama ended his presidency in his fifties and retired. Trump started his in his seventies. Yeah. some basketball players make it in their twenties. Some start in their thirty-five. Right. Some become billionaires at sixty. Right. Others became nobodies at twenty. Like everybody's on a path. Right. I get asked every single day why I'm, people just say to me. So I guess you're not having children because I'm thirty-six years old. I don't have any. I haven't I don't have biological children of my own. And so it's just assumed I must not want them. Right. And it's like, I'm on my own journey. Leave me alone. Right. Do I have a settled down in my dream home in Etobicoke with my <laughs> two kids and the life I want? Yeah, I want that life but I'm busy living all over the world between three friggin' places, no idea where my blazer is, <laughs> trying to make the world a better place yeah. on a plane in a hotel room alone every night. I'm doing things, making choices, and my my timeline has its own timeline. Right. Everybody's path is different. So stop looking at everyone else's life saying, yeah. I'm not happy because she has that and I don't have this and her husband's perfect and mine's an asshole and her kids are well-behaved and mine aren't and they have more money nobody's life is perfect. And
1: people project what they want to project, right? Like You're watching a highlight reel. Social media, exactly. We're watching a highlight reel, exactly. People are not typically posting the bad stuff. It's the beauty moments. It's touched up. It's the great dinner with the husband and the kids that are perfectly well-behaved. People present a certain part of their life. You
2: just have to start living. Like, everybody's nothing... Is perfect. Just live, live, live. That's what I want girls to know and stop looking at everyone else's life thinking it's so damn good. Yeah. My life's a hot mess. Amen, sister. <laughs> am it's a good, fun, fabulous hot mess, yes. but it's a Amen, hot mess too. Sister. We're all just figuring it out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's all just it's figuring it out. It's such a it beautiful out. time to
0: be in this I think I'll have this mic have the podium to sort of even have these conversations, mm-hmm. you know? know? Did you learn something today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just so happy to have met someone that's so positive and passionate and um, intuitive I don't know. So, so in tune to what so many women and probably some men out there are feeling. Um, it's, I'm very happy to have met you. Well, I'm Aww, very happy so to have nice. met you
2: guys. It yeah. all started over. A, we need to take a selfie. I'm obsessed with you. Literally. Which is I my favorite to, okay. line ever. So
0: I literally was at, That sounds very Atlanta. Yeah. It I, was walked, a very, no. I was like, so, who are you? You're yeah. fabulous. No, so <laughs> I, so we do this <laughs> wear event with my mom's TO community. We bring 150 women to the launch of the gallery with all their babies. And the Nixware crew walk in, they're like, who are you i was like i told you i'm like i deliver on exactly whatever i say i'm gonna do and if you want women i got the <laughs> women to show up like anyways and since then they were just like okay we need to do this in la can you do this in new york and they're like okay we're gonna have this dinner it's an influencer dinner or they didn't even say that. can you come for dinner is what they said i'm like sure they're like okay there's gonna be some people of influence and i was like oh okay cool I walk into this room. Of course, I'm like an hour late because I was putting my kids down. I just thought it was going to be like a casual thing. It's a seated dinner dinner with like 20 of the, biggest names in the country <laughs> like oh we're gonna see you here right in the mix across from Roxy and I sit down next to her Ro- and literally my jaw like I couldn't even function looking at Roxy's <laughs> gorgeous punem, like her face like shit like so it's like me I, was and Roxy. I was sweating because I was no, wearing leather that night <laughs> I was wearing like a, a leather dress bucks. there's 20 women and Roxy's like literally seated like maybe fifth in and I'm right across from her and you're next to Joanna Griffin who's next to I think Sarah Nicole, like Bird's Papaya. I'm sitting next to Jenny Bird, like the biggest costume designer in the city, and yeah, like makes gold, the great, And then it's like Lexi Miles from Nick Swear. And then it's Alyssa Kerbel from Mini Mioche. like the biggest names, the biggest women. Yeah, from Lexi the tech- from Wax yeah, on. Wax yeah, Wax on. And we then- all have
2: this like secret society of badass girls. I'm trying to bring them all of us together in this way that's like this secret society of amazing women who can help support each other. Well, half of them yeah. have been on the podcast That's what already. we do. That's, right. that's our whole goal that's is to I bring love. together
1: women that are you know, entrepreneurs or business people yeah. and again, passionate about whatever they're passionate about that have a voice, that want to use their voice for good. Well, yeah. Thanks
0: for agreeing to be on the podcast, Roxy. Oh my gosh, We're
2: I so love it. You guys are so great I think to I chat would, with. I, think I feel like I describe- need to come to a mom's TO event. Yeah, I
0: think that we have, have to have be. so many. Do you have
2: to have a baby to do no, this?
0: I think we have so many ideas that we could do with you, Roxy. I'm like, my wheels are spinning a million miles oh, a I love it. I'll try to keep them under my hat for the moment. But Roxy, thank you for coming. I think like, actually, you like talked about this wardrobe and you literally just like outlined a great winter and fall. Capsule wardrobe, and I'm like, those are the items I'm going to get, and I, I keep looking. Okay, at we'll do. Closet, I'll we'll put it to together it. in a post,
2: so it's like yeah, I'll be we'll like, you thing. can buy this one here. We'll put it we'll, on. The, we'll, we'll do put it, it on our thing, anyways, and we'll you. make it size inclusive. <laughs> yes, girlfriend.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thank you for thank having me. me. Yay! Yay! <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you really enjoyed the content. We are eager to chat with the most interesting people about topics you care about.
1: Please connect with us on social media at Moms That Say, at MomsTO, and at Dr. Dina Kulik, and share your comments, requests, and to
0: continue the conversation. If you want to hear more, click subscribe and rate us too. We're all about the feedback because this podcast is for you. Have a great rest of week. Until next time.